Okay, I didn't want to talk until I already had it started. Is it <laughs> fucked? Is it fucked? No, it's good. It's good. We're good. Okay. Take two. That's what I I put it in at. Did you see yeah, that? Mercury yeah. take two? Okay. Take two. I was like, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know? It has nothing to do with the fact that it's the, it's, it's the name of the thing. It's fine. It's fine. Hello. You know hi. We're trying. Sirius wanted to say hi. Hi, Sirius. Quit breathing um, heavily into the microphone. That's gross. Go sweet papers. Sweet papers. This is wild. This is our first episode that we're doing something. I know. In like a hot minute. Yeah. Everybody, I know you're going to be really sad. We'll let you know from the beginning. Teresa isn't able to make this episode. We are one um, Leo short. Yep. We are our one and only Leo short. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna be talking about gemini's today mm -hmm. so and who better also fits yeah yeah to talk about teresa, gemini's than gemini's yeah teresa gets to take a break yeah she's been leoing really hard yeah too close to the Living. sun leoing too close to the sun yeah yeah so we're gonna do our best at being amateur astrologists <laughs> that have been taught <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm giving you an out now. You don't have to keep listening. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah we understand. We understand. Yeah, we understand. You're like, like a, if you want to, yeah, we understand. You're all really here for Teresa's knowledge. Yeah, we understand. If you want to, like, pretend that this episode didn't happen, it's totally understandable. Yeah, totally understandable. Oh fuck! You got one of those water bottles. I want I one did. of them. They are so good. I didn't get. So it's not a Stanley. Says three different colors. What? Beautiful. My boss has like th three of them in different it's colors. It's not it's not a Stanley though. That's fine. I want the link. Send it to These me. These are the simple modern. Yeah, and they're way better. They're super. That's fine. That's fine. And they're not as expensive. Actually, they might be. I don't know. I like this one better than the Stanley. I have a problem with water bottles. It's okay. I do too. It's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obsession. So I wonder this if it's is a Gemini what you thing. It might be. I was like, this is what you can expect from this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll we'll try to stay on track, uh, and hopefully we won't bring any water bottles into the image. It'll get me distracted because they get me distracted <laughs> really easily. And it's fucking Mercury retrograde, so we're gonna talk about Mercury. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the history of the Gemini, the history of Geminis. Geminis. Mm-hmm. And we should really just change the name and just forever. Gemini. I've shared on here where that name came from, right? I don't remember. One of my old coworkers from a job that I worked pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Love her. Her name is Heather. That doesn't give away her identity, so I can share that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to search Heather, who used to work with Rachel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heather, who's fantastic. One day, her and I were just on the phone, you know, as you do with coworkers, bullshitting. Yeah. And she asked me what my sign was. And I was like, okay. This was like one of the moments, whatever. And I was like, I'm a Gemini. And she was like, Gemini, you're a Gemini. I was like, what? Gemini? She was like, yeah, when I was little, she didn't know how to like say that word. So she was That's like, funny. she said Gemini, uh, like the first time she saw it or something like that. And it's just, it's stuck with me forever. And I'm very grateful. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, I haven't talked to her in a while, so maybe once this goes out, I'll just I'll forward this link to her. Forward like, this to her. Yeah, she'll be like, "What have you been up to lately?" I'll be like, Here. "This." <laughs> we dedicate this episode to Heather. <laughs> to Heather. To Heather in Chicago. In Chicago. You got. There's only hint. one. Now that uh, now everybody knows who she is, because there's only one, and she's got great fluffy babies. Aw. 
Yes. I hope she's doing good. We love fluffy babies. Shout out to all the Heathers out there. Mm. In Chicago. <laughs> In Chicago. With the fluffy uh, babies. With the fluffy babies. So I I know Teresa brought it to our attention that mm-hmm. one of our listeners was like, yo, Rachel's like really into tarot. Mm-hmm. And I see that poking through. So like she should probably maybe lean in and incorporate that. Yeah. I'm also going to talk about the tarot cards that relate to Gemini, but I don't want to just talk about the lovers card. Thank you. It's a lot. It's always it's always the lovers. It's repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> as a Gemini, <laughs> yeah. As a Gemini, the lovers card is cooties. <laughs> cooties. Love card's great. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. You know what? Teresa would give it a forehead kiss. So, oh, I Teresa just would right give it a forehead it. kiss. Oh, look yeah. at that. To the lovers card. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. I know. I know. All I right. Know. So should, I, should we start with the mythology behind? Yeah, I want you, Jamini. You're gonna hit. You're gonna hit me with that. I'm gonna hit you with it. You ready? You're gonna smack me upside my Jamini. Yeah, right upside Some the Jamini. Fucking hysterini. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. In Greek mythology, mm. Gemini represents the twin brothers Castor and Pollux, also known as the Dioscuri. I fucked that up. I apologize. What? Di- Dioscuri. D I O S C U R I. Dioscuri. Okay. According to one myth, Castor and Pollux were born to Queen Leda of Sparta. This is Sparta! Yeah. I'm sorry. Gerard Butler. Isn't that Gerard Butler? That was Gerard Butler. Okay. So we're descendants of Gerard Butler. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, daddy. It's Kevin now. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to know if Gerard (laughs) Butler is a Gemini now. Mm, I'll look that up. (laughs) However, all right. So according to one myth, Castor and Pollux were born to Queen Leda of Sparta. However, they had different fathers. Castor was the son of Tyndareus, the mortal king of Sparta, while Pollux was the son of Zeus, the king of the gods. The twins were inseparable and known for their exceptional bravery and skill in battle. When Castor was killed, Pollux was devastated and asked Zeus to grant him immortality so that they could remain together. Zeus placed them among the stars, forming the constellation Gemini. Mm. Romans, Roman mythology. Wasn't that the same kind? Isn't Romans the same kind of story? Isn't it also like brothers? Yeah, Cast- Castor and Pollux. Uh, the they were considered the patrons of sailors and protector protectors of travelers. Hmm. Roman sailors often prayed to them for safe voyages, and their presence in the sky was seen as a favorable omen for seafaring. That's nice. That's nice. Interesting that it's in air sign but they're known for seafaring well i mean if you're thinking about like romans like they don't got motors on their boats they're sailing they need that air to push them that's true like- i could see that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you said I was- that though <laughs> i was trying not to laugh <laughs> they it don't know work. how to motor boat they don't you know <laughs> we're never gonna make it through this <laughs> it's fine babylonian and mesopotamian <laughs> shut up <laughs> 
Gerard Butler's a Scorpio, by the way. God damn it. All right. Babylonian and Mesopotamian astronomy. The Babylonians and Mesopotamian Mesopotamian wow. Mm-hmm. Mesopotamians also recognized the constellation Gemini. They associated it with the mythological figures known as the Great Twins or the Great Shepherd, representing deities or heroes associated with agriculture, fertility, and shepherding. I am really strug- on the it's struggle It's Mercury bus Retrograde. Today. If anyone's uh, expecting us to talk normally, they're just wrong. You're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Go to a different episode that's not Fuck out recorded. <laughs> Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> All right. In ancient Egypt, the constellation Gemini was associated with the twin gods Horus and Horus the Elder and Horus the Younger. Horus the Elder, also known as Harsiuses. God bless you. Thank you. (laughs) Gesundheit. (laughs) Represented the daytime sun. While Horus the Younger represented the nighttime sun or the moon. The duality of the twins symbolized the cycle of day and night. Gemini is recognized in various other cultures as well. For instance, in Hindu astronomy, the constellation is associated with the twin gods, Ashvins, who were skilled healers and often depicted riding a chariot. I'm down with that because I love the chariot card. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, It's important to note that while many cultures have their own unique stories and interpretations of the constellation Gemini, the theme of twins or Dualism is a common thread in most of these narratives. Overall, the constellation Gemini has a diverse cultural history with its origins rooted in Greek mythology and subsequent adaptations and and interpretations by different civilizations throughout history. Holy shit. That was really hard to say. I'm very proud of myself for making it through that. I'm really proud of you. That was a a tongue twister. I apologize to all of the shit that I just butchered. <laughs> just, I'm so sorry. This is I think it's great. How I say it now. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's how. That's how it's said. That's, that's how it's said. That's it. I want to. I want to comment on one thing. Let's go. Nighttime sun. I know. Yep. Nighttime sun. That's the moon now. It is the moon, and it also makes me feel a little uncomfortable and i don't know why but like yeah i could see it also i'm never gonna sing black hole sun the same way it's gonna be (laughs) nighttime sun like it's just absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh sorry that i just tried nighttime chris cornell's won't you come Mm -hmm. Um, Alright, now I'm gonna have that song Wash it forever Wash it the fuck away This retrograde has been fucked 100% When does it end? Oh god, I don't Never, it seems like This is If only Teresa was here If only Teresa was here Hold on (laughs) Hold on I have it somewhere May 14th We got two days And then it's shadow Post-retrograde shadow Which isn't as bad As the pre-retrograde Absolutely. Absolutely, it still causes fuckery. Yeah, but we definitely, we definitely need to get out of here. Yeah, with this bullshit. I don't know if I can um, make it two more days. I can't wait for it to be done. Mm-mm. I'm over it. I don't even have any other words. I'm like, I want to keep talking <laughs> about it, but I don't really have much to say other than it's. This is w- like one of the worst ones I've experienced in a very long time. It's bad, um, and I've had wild shit happening to my electronics. I legit 
for some reason, like my cellular, like on my phone just yeah. turned off. And I was like, why? Like I couldn't make call. I was Ew. like trying to read. And I was like, what is happening? I went back into my settings and my cellular was turned off. And I was like, that's weird. First of all, why are maybe for security reasons? Okay. Yeah, I get it. But like, why is that like an but easy? Like, I don't know. How, yeah. How, like, but like, how dare you shut off when I need to, to communicate with people? Yeah. Yeah. Mercury, I need to communicate with people. You should understand this. You're the planet of communication, and I'm like your main bitch. Maybe it's telling, maybe this is coming through for Gemini's to like shut the fuck up. Maybe that's what it is. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Mm-hmm. The audacity. <sighs> so much audacity. Mm. All right. So basically, it's the history is two brothers that are like, don't, I want to go play with my, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's really boring. Sometimes they die. One of them dies. Well, we all do that. Yeah. Well, except for Pollux, who's apparently the son of Zeus and doesn't die. But Castor died. Maybe. And he was pissed. And he wants to live forever. So now they live forever in the stars. Good for them. Yeah. That sounds like a nice (laughs) eternity. Yeah. I just want to be a burning ball of flame. Yeah. Lingering out in a empty area that smells like meat yeah space meat for the rest of eternity yeah this sounds great all right hold on i'm gonna go on <laughs> this wouldn't be a gemini episode if this just wasn't i hope people are fucking ready for this phoenix mm-hmm. messaged me the other day yes and we got onto the topic of space force and okay. how like like you can like there's jobs yep for space force there's civilian jobs. If you think I'm not going to apply for Space Force <laughs> first thing tomorrow morning, absolutely. You're out of your mind. No, I looked apply online. For Space Force. I, it has you pick out, like, what are you good at doing? Yeah. Do it. Just, to be honest, I just, I just want to do it just to be like, I did it. But yeah. I don't think that they'll hire me because. You have to do a background check, and it's not mm. that I've done anything illegal, but I am very vocal about political right. things. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to be like, no. But eh. I'm going to try. Maybe not. I don't know. As I far know. as I understand, they're a little bit more lenient on that now. I like mean, they used to be. be used to be like, shut the fuck up. You're not allowed to say anything. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it a go. Listen. Apply. If I may, if I. Start working for Space Force. I have nothing else to say. It just brings me so much joy. I just want to work. For, I just want to be able to say that. <laughs> let's talk about the lovers card. Yeah. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> the lovers. Um, okay. So I guess now that I'm going to start talking about tarot and astrology on here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should let people know what deck I use. Mm-hmm. And that is all of them. Mm-hmm. Because I own every single tarot deck <laughs> in the world. Every single one. No, I don't own everyone, but it is definitely one of my favorite things. It's something that I collect. I do not like having tarot cards that everyone has. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very wide array of unique. I don't even own a, a Rider weight deck. Yeah. Like I refuse to buy one. I don't <laughs> want it. 
Fair. I have cards of the deck that have been given to me and mm. like all of that jazz, but they're just, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know if this is a Gemini thing too, but even when I was younger, I didn't want to wear the things that everyone else was wearing. My mom was like, that doesn't make any sense, Rachel. They create these clothes to sell them to multiple <laughs> people. You can't be an individual all the goddamn time. And I was like, yes, the fuck I can. Mom. Yes, I can. Anyway. You do have an, you do have an amazing collection of tarot cards. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. One of my favorites is the Salvador Dali. Mm. I have that limited edition like mm-hmm. print of it. Uh, it's like a big boy. Yeah. But then you open it up and the deck is not that large. So it's right. really funny because it's like huge. Yeah. Um, and I also. I'm like, I don't know. What do I have down? I'm like, oh, there's too many. There's too yeah. many. But. Is there one that you one- reach for the most? Yeah, that's what I'm. So oh, I actually I have two copies. I have two of these decks because one of them I don't let anybody touch. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the Thoth deck, the Alistair Crowley deck, the one that everyone is very either like they love it or it freaks them the fuck out. Um, personally, I love it and I love it just as much as I love the fact that I had I never had to meet the man. Yep. He sucked. Yeah. So he sucked as a person, but as much as he sucked as a person, he was really great creating a tarot deck. Yep. And that's, I had a hard time for a little bit because he was really like anti-Semitic and I was like, as a Jew, should I really be using this deck? So I had to like battle with that a little bit and now I'm back. Now I'm back uh, and it's my deck now. It's not his. Claim it. That's a deck that I use, and I know there's so much fucking symbolism in this deck. I, I know in my by the time I'm dead, I'll never even know everything that's in this. Uh, but I do have a certain book that I use that I really like the way that they put things into words and the way that they kind of flip the switch on you in this deck and how it's not what you originally think it is. So, well, I'll, fi- I'll find the one and give the explanation uh it's one of the sword cards because obviously you know swords are air Mm -hmm. like the nine of swords people freak out with the nine of swords right they're like no 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 um in this deck it's labeled cruelty oh and the whole idea about this is how spirit or whatever doesn't understand why you would think and do this to yourself on a mental level. Huh. So it's not like cruelty is happening to you. It's a representation of self-critical mind, self-judging mind, and how like you shouldn't beat yourself up like this. Right. How, why are you being so cruel to yourself? That makes a lot of sense too, thinking about like what the Nine of Swords is. That's a good that's a good way to put it like be nice to my friend. Yes. And like obviously that. this this card is Gemini with Mars. Okay. So this one is actually kind of on point even though I said we were going to talk about the lovers and we haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> um <laughs> but since we're here on the 9 of swords. We're on it. Uh this yeah, the symbol it reflects like the mind that actively wounds the self through thought, through symbolizing on the symbolization of it on the card, it's bleeding swords. Um, mm-hmm. And it's that spirit weeps in the background, wondering why you're being so hard on yourself, which is represented by the white tears in the background. 
Um, the swords in general are representative of varied ways of thinking and the astrological aspect of the nine of swords is Mars in Gemini, Mars being the planet of energy, vitality, assertion, which, which is where we get that self-criticalness. And then we have Gemini, which indicates the tendency of reworking things, going back and forth, particularly self-critical things. Don't worry, I'm triggering myself too. Uh, <laughs> Mars is dynamic energy and power of mental uh, degradation that is felt both dynamically and magnetically within the nature of the personality, which is Gemini. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I really love the different aspect of this. That's a, that's a nice way to put it. It's, it's, it's interesting that it's, it's Gemini and Mars. Yeah. But it makes sense when they yeah, say Why are you being out. so mean to yourself? Yeah. It's so funny because I have um, I use the first deck that I ever bought was the Wild Unknown deck, mm-hmm. and I bought it just without like thinking. I was just like, "This is this is it. This is the one," and I bought it. Yeah, and um, that deck is the snarkiest deck that I ever I've I've ever used. Um, like I'll be pulling cards about whatever, just anything random, and like. It'll throw out some cards and I'm like, you know what? I'm just really not understanding what you're trying to say. You know, I'll try asking it a different way, you know, and I'll just, for whatever reason, if the message isn't clicking, it's almost like a, okay. And this is without fail. Every time that I fail to understand a message after a couple of times, Mm -hmm. this deck is like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Nine of swords, bitch. I bet that makes sense. It's like, you mother, (laughs) like, I swear. (laughs) every time and that's what it is is anxiety insomnia racing Mm -hmm. thoughts stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's it's just and it's like fine (laughs) it's it's almost like i'm sick of you asking the same fucking question here it's this one this one will make sense every time never fails cracks me up anyway and it's also funny that that is but now thinking now thinking of it though like when you pull that card It's spirit weeping because you're just not fucking getting it. Yeah, that's what it is. My deck is like... How many times do I have to tell you that this is all in your mind? Stop asking questions. Angry tears. tears. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, blood tears of just like, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, bro. I'm going to make my own tarot deck and it's just going to say crazy shit like that. It's just going to be me. It's actually... it's all. Do it. Please do it. That'd be awesome. I'd okay, buy it. but I think I'm going to make it like audio. So mm. like you pull a nine of swords and I'm like, bro, bro, sit down. Yeah. Sit down. Some bullshit. <laughs> you need to stop that bullshit. Each one, each card is just going to be a QR code. It's going to take you <laughs> to an audio recording of me go. telling you about your life. Telling you, yeah, absolutely. perfect. It's great. Perfect. We need to get 72 QR codes ASAP. <laughs> Sorry. No, you can't. Should we talk about the lover's card? <laughs> we talk about the lover's card. Okay. So it's gonna be a three-hour episode because we yes, really. Track. This is now we know why you know it's, we need that Leo to <laughs> to be like, listen, guys. All right, let's, let's stay handle. on track here. Yeah, this is why. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Try hard. We I, warned okay. you. <laughs> if you're still here, it's um, your own fault. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So most people with a major arcana, the lover's card, it's a man and a woman. They're standing together. There's an angel above them. It symbolizes choices, partnership, harmony, 
and the union of opposites. Mm -hmm. And obviously it represents Gemini. And this Mm -hmm. is one of the things that I was like never really a huge fan of when it comes to this being the card of Gemini is that it's a couple and an angel. So normally we see it as like this relationship, right? Which makes sense because if anything, we know how to build relationships and talk to Mm -hmm. people. And to communicate with people, whether they think that we're annoying or not, that's on them because we're, we're just not back to them, whatever. <laughs> we're never annoying. Never, never, never annoying. <clears throat> One of the things that you can tap into with the lover's card that in relation to Gemini that I feel like is not really thought about or brought up in the Thoth deck, there is actually a couple and then there's two children and the aspect of it is that you can work with people of all ages. So being able to really kind of transmute yourself and being able to relate and talk to people who are much older than you, who are much younger than you and being able to bridge that gap through communication. Obviously it's having inherent people skills. So like being all of these people and all of that stuff. And I think another thing that it's really, you know, it's, it's always focused on relationships and it represents, you know, marriage or divorce and deepening, expanding relationships, moving in and out of them. But what I'm not a huge fan of about the card in general is, I mean, one, it's uh, a male and a female, like getting married. Like, it's just not inclusive. I just, I, it's not with the times. It's not with the times. And that's, that's whatever. Um, You know, there's obviously now cards than mm-hmm. are with the times which is really great um but it's also in the fifth deck there's the children so it also talks about the layers of being able to tap back into the different aspects of like child life it has mm-hmm. a lot to do with partnership and the arts and the crafts um and also in the fifth deck there's an egg that's in the card hmm. and it kind of talks about yeah so here i'll read i'll read this part so everything upon the symbol is paired there are two children there is a couple facing each other there are the young man and the older man there are the older women and the younger woman there are uh, there are the eagle and the lion there are the cupid and the orphic egg the egg that is wrapped with a snake In astrology, this archetype is associated with Gemini, which symbolizes a universal motif that's found in all cultures called the journey of the twins. In America, the journey of the twins is Raggedy Ann and and Raggedy Andy. In Germany, it's Hansel and Gretel. And in every other culture, we have the myth of two partners or two brothers and or two sisters, the prince and the pauper, all the famous couples in history and in modern time reflect this archetype of the lovers. Hmm. Lovers remind us that in every relationship, whether it be friend, family member, or colleague, or deep loved one, what is required is childlike innocence, curiosity, and playfulness, represented by the children on the card, loyalty and commitment, represented by the couple facing each other, and the gift of spaciousness, the allowing of space for contemplation, introspection, and the need of being or need for being alone, necessary for any relationship which is also represented by the hermit 
who is giving the couple a blessing. So instead of an angel from this deck, it's the hermit kind of looking like an angel. Oh, that's cool. But I always just, I like that there's the egg and the snake. Yeah. Just because also how snakes are known to like eat eggs and kind of Mm -hmm. like that weird like circle bringing things back. Yeah. Interesting. But I love that it's, it literally describes Gemini in that sense. You got your childlike innocence. You know, we've barely been able to talk about any content on this episode <laughs> because we've just been talking about a bunch of dumb child dumb shit. shit. Yeah. Um, curiosity and playfulness. Hmm. You know, and then also allowing for space for contemplation, introspection, and the need for being alone, which is necessary for relationship building. So even though y'all think that we are flakes, you're welcome. We're letting you have your space so Mm. that you can dissect all the fucking knowledge we dropped on your ass. Yeah. And or also it might just be because we need a fucking break too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Another card that I would like to touch on. If it is okay. I know we t- we talked about this a little bit, I think, once before. Or was this in the Marco group? I don't know. I don't remember if we actually okay. talked about this one here. The Magician. Have we oh. talked about that on here? I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. Everything blurs together. The Magician is Gemini. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that it is Mercury. It is Gemini. Okay. So... So you so you think it relates you think the the magician relates more to Gemini than Virgo? I do. Okay. I do. Hit me. It's obviously linked to both of them. Obviously it it is Mercury, mm-hmm. right? But Mercury and with the magician card, it is about communication, intellect, and versatility. Being able to communicate with higher powers, being able to use your intellect, being able to look at different kinds of situations and be versatile and flexible mm. to be able to bring things into your life. It, you know, it represents the power of manifestation and the ability to bring forth your desires, right? Yeah. But also it represents willpower, which is very much more Virgo than it is Gemini. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. <laughs> but it's definitely blending intellect creativity and resourcefulness which yeah okay yeah i'm just giving us the hype that we've been deserving absolutely we, need, we deserve it <laughs> we need right? it adaptability quick thinking mm-hmm. effective communication yeah like all of these traits that are the magician card are mercury but are very much so Gemini traits. Absolutely. And I think it's obviously good to tap into the Virgo aspect of it to kind of ground yourself and to, you know, have that willpower to keep going because we'll definitely squirrel and go into the other room. Like this whole episode. Um, Like this entire fucking episode. (laughs) The entire thing. But it's about having all of these tools and being able to juggle the tools. And I'm not saying that Virgo doesn't have its tools. It definitely right. has its tools. But when it comes into the idea and this aspect of Mercury in the Magician, the Magician card is, is a Gemini. I agree. That's, that's my hot take. Obviously, if you don't agree with any of this, that's okay. I mean, I'm anyone who's listening, if they even made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> they made it this far. 
if they even fucking made it this no far. but i think i think the yeah. way that you put that makes sense because i feel like you know the especially with the with the versatility of the card i feel like that the specifically the versatility and the adaptability of the card is relates way more to gemini than it does to virgo it does it's so you know affirmations for this mm-hmm. card so like, let's say you want to use the magician like affirmate like one of the first affirmations listed here is i communicate effectively yeah i create magic when i use my inherited gifts and talents I deeply honor and value the unlimited resources of skilled communication that are within my nature. Good mantras. They are good mantras. Good mantras. Good things to kind of strive for. Also, my other thing here with this is the gifts. So the other relatable cards, uh, one of them being the Ace of Swords, which is a very Gemini card. Yeah. I mean, it's really all, it is all air yeah. for sure. But that's, again, if it's, if we're talking either Gemini or Virgo with it, the Ace of Swords is, first of all, tattooed on my bicep. <laughs> so it might be one of my favorites, just saying. But it's mental clarity, originality. So it's definitely where you get your Aquarius and stuff from. Mm-hmm. But being able to pierce into your subconscious you're a higher being your creative thinking and all of that jazz and coming up with the different ideas and being able to renew and regenerate right so that's my hot take on the magician i um, agree I'm sorry if i pissed anyone off but i'm also not sorry <laughs> if i pissed anyone off sorry not sorry sorry not sorry <laughs> that's that's my stuff that's my stuff on tarot and and jimini is there my they're my hot my hot hot Hottity hot hot takes. Yeah. A few other ones I could definitely represent. I'm just going to keep rambling about tarot, I guess. Go ahead. For another minute. Is that okay? Yeah, go. All right. All right. Just two of swords. Right. Okay. So it represents the duality. Yeah. This could also very, be very much Libra, too, though, um, representing the duality and decision making. I could see which, Libra for that. Yeah. But because it is the decision making. Yeah. The decision making. Also, but yes. I could see the duality uh, being Gemini, but the decision making really being Libra. Yeah, because a lot of it is about weighing the options, seeking the balance, right, and trying to make the choice and find harmony between the conflicting thoughts or ideas. So that's why I do feel like it is very Gemini, because it's about mm-hmm. the conflicting thoughts mm-hmm. or decisions that need to be made. Yeah. And Gemini is very, okay, we got to weigh all the options. But those are also very Libra. Libra, Yeah. But out of the swords, I also think the eight of swords, because it's the mental challenges and restrictions mm-hmm. that can arise in life, uh, which then plays into nine, which is why are you so fucking just calling us out shitty to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And then the queen of swords, you know, which embodies the intelligence, perspectiveness, strong communication skills. Yeah. Sharp intellect, being able to analyze situations, which, you know, is it my childhood trauma or is it my <laughs> Gemini Sun, <laughs> like I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> is it my is it my trauma or my Gemini placements? You know, I ask myself that. We'll a lot never though. know. We'll never know. No, we never will. We no. never will know. <laughs> so, there's my random fucking hot take about us being dope as fuck. Yeah, I mean, we're the best sign and ever. Motherfucking magician. Fight me on it. We're going to get hate mail. Gemini is not the best sign ever. You are wrong. Okay. It's also fair. It's also okay. 
if they say that. Yeah. It's also okay. Your opinion is valid, even if it's yeah. wrong. So, <laughs> sorry. Fair. That's also fair. <laughs> that is also fair. Listen, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about the tour because Teresa's not here. Mm-hmm. But there's something that I really need to bring up right away. Go. And it's the fact that baby's first gun has not been <laughs> spoken about. I know. Yeah. Baby's first gun. And I. Like, should it just be to be continued? You guys did you, all have to wait, wait for what uh, the fuck I, I didn't listen to their, but they named it Baby's First Tour. They named their tour episode yes. Baby's First Tour. So I'm assuming. They didn't talk about it. They didn't? No. Oh my gosh. I haven't listened yet. Okay. I've been right. But did you see, did you see the album art? No. You weren't there for that. No, I wasn't. So we took the... <laughs> I'm so happy to be here while you're looking at this for the first hold on, time. Hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. Here we go. I didn't get to see this yet. Oh my god. What? <laughs> what? What? I don't. I'm afraid. Okay. I'm afraid. I'm doing it. Here we go. Oh my god. What the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is even better because you were. You, I, you were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so this is emo night <laughs> yeah so this was after we took we took sabrina to baby's first bar and we took those that photos was emo on the night. Steps. that was wild last night we took sabrina to Just, her first bar oh yeah that's right then we went to patty's yeah. so this is emo yeah. night that's yeah. right sabrina wasn't there that night all right yeah and yeah. that guy took all those photos and mm-hmm. Charlie thought it would be really cool to stand over the light like that. But the light changed. So I cropped all of it and made it Andy Warhol style. Absolutely. And everyone was out on my porch. And I'm sitting inside making this. Just literally about to piss myself. <laughs> and I get up. Right. So I've made that photo. I get up. I walk out onto the porch. And I look at Charlie. And I'm just like, listen, I'm really sorry. Like, I was like, I'll delete this right now. Like, I'll delete this after if you want me to. But, like, I need to share something with you that is a masterpiece. And I need you to give me permission to show other people. And then I'll delete it. But, like, I'm just, just know that I am sorry. But I'm also not at all. <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't be even a little bit and sorry. I, and I shared, and I showed it to her. And she starts cackling. And then it just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was it's one of my proudest moments. It should be. I feel like I've just been talking about how great I am all episode. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini's are fantastic. And look at this. I can't wait for you to listen, though, and get to the Mothman part oh, man. of the okay. episode. Oh, God. I all literally, right. I don't want to say this, but I just have to. I literally pissed myself. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I like crossed my legs and I was like, I, I peed a little and I had to go fucking shower and change. And I was like, listen, <laughs> every time I sneeze, every time I sneeze, I feel, I feel you. <laughs> I can't wait to now ask you if you peed instead of say, God bless you. Yeah. Did you pee? Yeah. No, probably. The answer that's, is usually probably. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be the thing. You're welcome. <laughs> 
What the fuck is happening? This episode is a shit show. I'm so sorry to the people listening, except I'm not because we warned you. Okay, so we need to talk about Mercury. Oh, yeah. Mercury and Gemini clasping hands. Clasping hands aggressively. Aggressively. They're like clasping and like trying to, like, they're trying to outgrip each other. You know what? Yeah. They have their own handshake. They do. It's their own secret handshake. They have a secret handshake. It looks like they're trying to grasp really hard mm-hmm. to us, but really they're moving so fast That's that we can't is. see their secret yeah. handshake. That's-, <laughs> That's what it is. That's- it is. Yep. You're yep. welcome. All right. All right. So Gemini. <laughs> Ver- like Mercury and Gemini versus Mercury and Virgo. We're going to talk about how Mercury relates to Gemini as opposed to like how the how it would show up differently in Gemini and Virgo. Let's make Teresa proud. I'm going to say this again, but if you're just learning this for the first time, you have not been listening to us at all. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. <laughs> Just in case you forgot, that's 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 it. But it does manifest differently in each sign, mm-hmm. influencing certain aspects of their personalities and characteristics. So we're going to talk about how Mercury shows up in the Gemini, because like we about to be in that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm shy. Yeah, I'm shy. So Mercury and Gemini. Gemini is an air sign. We know this. Because we're an astrology podcast and we are both Geminis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we've just been talking about Gemini. Mer- Gemini. Gemini. That's <laughs> Gemini Mercury. Gemini. <laughs> Gemini. <laughs> That's what just happened in my fucking brain. Okay. So we are curious, versatile, intelligent weirdos. Mm-hmm. Right. Mercury rules our shit. And the influence of Mercury is particularly strong with us because uh, Mercury and Gemini enhances our communication skills sometimes. 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 Then we get ADD and fucking. Yeah. It makes us articulate or articulate things well sometimes. Sometimes. It makes us expressive sometimes. Makes us yeah. quit-witted. You were pretty expressive. We're pretty expressive. I'm and extremely expressive all and the time. quick-witted. And so are you. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always forever yeah is your what is what signs in your mercury my mercury is what? in cancer okay yeah my mercury is in gemini yeah it's either i think it's either in if, if i remember correctly what Teresa said it's either in the same sign as your sun sign or the one right after oh. so mine is in cancer I so i don't listen have... to our podcasts either no i think Teresa told me that separately <laughs> How in rude. a conversation? How is she, how no, is she giving you because we're going back knowledge? To, we're <laughs> going back to the wish version. I was talking about the wish oh. version of Teresa. That's how she knows. Oh, that's, that's how, right. That's how. That's right. I find out if right. it's really Teresa or the wish version. Is I okay. ask her what my Mercury's in. I forgive you. I forgive you, Teresa. <laughs> I don't forgive the wish version of Teresa that shows no. up in Tabitha's dreams, though. No. Only no. once, thank God. Yeah. So, 
Mercury with Gemini. So these individuals are highly adaptable and flexible, capable of possessing information rapidly and multitasking effectively. Mm. Effectively is debatable. Listen, (laughs) if there are Geminis out there that don't have issues with their executive function (laughs) like we do. I'd love to uh, write it right into the podcast, please. Tell me what your life is like. I want to know. Can you show me? Wow. Yeah. I do want to know. So Mercury is also, we know it does communication. We know it does intellect. Mental processes. It governs how we think, how we Mm -hmm. speak, and exchange information. So it's also like our thinking and our reasoning. It makes sense. Obviously, it rules us. Mm-hmm. But it's just another aspect of why Mercury retrograde is a fuckhead. Yeah. Because I don't... Mercury retrogrades, it's not always... I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is when your ex comes back and slides in your DMs and you gotta be like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Like, all that shit. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I'm not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it really... It can be on such... A deeper level Absolutely. with the retrograde, with it governing our analytical thinking. I'm turning this back into Mercury retrograde because I just really can't with this retrograde. Listen, honestly. Yeah. I get it. And like pr- for problem solving, like the fact that it kind of works with problem solving and decision making and it influences how we perceive and interpret information. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important to figure out how- where the fuck your Mercury is. Because it's literally how you are receiving the world around you. Right. Through your, like, senses. Yeah. And your brain. It's how you're perceiving the world around you, but then it's also, like, how you're interacting with everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's your your social skills. It's your interpersonal skills. It's your expression. It's your creativity. And, of course, they overlap. There's other planets that can help with all all that stuff, too. But... Really, technology, information, intellect, thinking, reasoning, interpersonal skills. That's like how we literally function in the entire world. That's how we that's how we do everything. Mm-hmm. That's how every relationship is made. It's how we connect with people of all ages, going back to the lover's card. We connect with people of all different types. If it's how we're in getting in information when we're putting in the terms of Gemini, I'm trying to get away from retrograde and bring it back to the topic. <laughs> so when Mercury is in Gemini and is fucking around with our shit, it really fucks around with everything. So if you also if you have a Gemini in your Mercury, I understand and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fucking superpower. Again, I feel like I don't know why I'm just amping myself up all episode. Should we should we amp up everybody? Sure. Give a little give a little synopsis really fast of every Do it. All of the signs or how Mercury would show up in every sign. Let's do it. All right. So let's go. Let's do let's do Mercury and Aries. It is a strong position for Mercury because Aries imparts aggressiveness and brilliance to the intelligence. Um, you can be witty, outspoken, and original. There's a sharp edge to conversation. And you use highly expressive language and throw a lot of slang in your speech. You also tend to exaggerate. Maybe one of those people that like embellishes, mm-hmm. embellishes stories. Yeah. 
Yeah. I walked five miles uphill both ways. Absolutely. In the middle of winter and 10 feet of snow. No shoes. Yeah. Okay. Backwards. Yes. (laughs) It can make you impatient and eager to get things done and wanting, wanting things to go your way. It can be impulsive, but luckily your first decisions tend to be the right ones. That's an amazing tip. Yeah. Go with your gut. You Aries, Mercury people mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Even if I it says, saying, yeah. so it says specifically, it says a problem is that you are too impulsive. Not enough planning goes into your actions. However, you are blessed with luck in this respect. Your first decisions tend to be the right ones. But Mercury and Aries people also suffer from headaches, especially in a raucous and noisy atmosphere. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Mercury and Taurus. You are you never embark on a project without being completely repaired prepared repaired I almost said fucking Both. retrograde. Both. You are you're you have a practical, stable and constructive mind. You're very opinionated, you are sure that your opinions are the best opinions, the wisest opinions, and you don't care what other people think. Actually it says uh what is it? You have little use for what other people think. That is a superpower. That is a superpower. Absolutely. You have an excellent memory and are a good observer. That's also a superpower. You're not about to change your mind. You ain't changing your mind. You have an excellent memory and are a good observer, but you are apt to listen inattentively. Since you're not about to change your mind, why listen to some what someone else has to say? This is sassy. This is like... <laughs> Yo, that's more Taurus than a Taurus <laughs> that, son. That is, uh, absolutely. Like, that is the most Taurus description. Yeah. That's more Taurus than any Taurus this son description. So, this, this whole thing is so okay. So, right after that, it says you also have a tendency to repeat yourself to state what you've just said over and over and over again in different terms, usually to make sure everyone else has gotten the point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is killing. Okay, although you are sociable and attractive, you have a certain refinement about, and you have a certain re- refinement about your manners. You're a bit shy with strangers. You are more at ease reading a book, lounging comfortably, than holding court in the middle of a, a crowded gathering. Tend to read a great deal. I feel like I feel like the Mercury placements so far. I mean, it's probably after I say this, it's going to not do this. But I feel like <laughs> these are like more descriptive of the signs. I agree. At which least kind outwardly. Of makes sense. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense because this has to do with skills and interpersonal skills and how you are relating to everyone around you. So, like, I feel like that makes sense that. Absolutely. I agree. It also makes sense with Teresa saying that it's either your sun sign or the sign after. Yeah, because of how, I think it's because of, like, how Mercury is placed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You read a great deal, but it's experience that teaches you the lessons you value in life. You have a knack for handling money and you possess an eye for both beauty and value. You are often successful art and antique dealers. Yeah. I can see it. Taurus appreciates beauty in all things. I could for show. These are literally sun descriptions. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to get called out? Because we're going to Mercury and Gemini. How dare. Yeah. Here we go. All right. It's hard to pin you down. Fair. You yes. have a quicksilver duality to your mind. You can change opinions quickly based on the latest news you're listening to. You can hold down more than one job or work on a number of projects at once. 
Okay. Quick, versatile, interested in the world at large, and you live mostly on a mental plane. You need to have the facts and information, and what you want is to know. You're good at languages and math and love to read, study, travel, and talk to new people about what you think. I am not good at math, (laughs) but I'm good at using tools that do math for me. There you go. Listen, versatility, adaptability. (laughs) Technology. (laughs) You always know a little bit about everything, but sometimes not a lot about anything. Rude. That was really rude. That was really rude. You are clever enough to get... Oh my god. This is so mean. I feel like I know where it's going. You're clever enough to conceal this and to give a marvelous impression of being well-informed. Jesus. This is so mean. Taurus was like, all right. Taurus was like, boss bitch. And like, this is like, she's, who hurt you? It's true. But I will say, there are things in my life that I have done that. I've been able to be like, I know what I'm talking about and get away with it. That's fair. That I know what I'm talking about. That's another thing is like this. I was just reading a little bit further ahead and it said you would make a wonderful debater, public speaker or actor. And the debater makes sense when you go back a couple of things. And like, even if you don't know what you're talking about, you're like, yeah, I do. Confidence. Swagger. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Many popular TV interviewers and talk show hosts have their Mercury and Gemini. So Rachel, if you're looking for a new career. I should start podcasting. You should start podcasting. (laughs) Have you ever considered it? No. All right, here we go. Uh, Mercury and Cancer, I'm going to cry now. You ready? Your turn. Yep. Yep. You're sensitive to other what others think about you. You'll have an Fair. almost sixth sense intuition and pick up signals from all around. You believe that if we have to depend only on our eyes, we would see very little. You're chameleon-like in the way that you adapt yourself to different kinds of people. This does not mean you don't cling possessively to your own ideas. You can be a bit narrow-minded, but others would need to be as psychic as you are to discern this. Mm, you psychic ass bitch uh, apparently on the surface it is not evident you maintain a charming social face outlook is always intensely personal you're de- fond of discussing large events in terms of your own feelings your feelings with- gross right <laughs> gifted with powerful imagination a sense of poetry and a fine memory mercury and cancer people are successful as scholars historians teachers and writers you can make a profit from real estate and may inherit money from the maternal side of your family. Sometimes you're plagued with irrational phobias such as fear of flying. Okay, not the fear of flying, but like irrational phobias hits the nail right on the head. I, I have, have irrational. F- I have stupid fears and they will really? keep me up at night. Yeah. It's wow. like the stupidest shit. It is the stupidest shit. I'm horrified of tornadoes and earthquakes. See, that yeah. makes sense. Mine's like fucking tsunamis. I mean, I've had dreams of tsunamis and they're horrifying. Tsunamis are horrifying, but I think you're I good. don't know. Like I get like, I get like the weirdest shit. Like, all right, how okay. are we anyway. talking about tsunamis? What the fuck know. is all right. happening? <laughs> all right. Mercury and Leo. If your Mercury is in Leo, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Mercury and Leo. Oh, here we go. This is going to be nice. Bestows a gift for eloquence and a skill for leading others. If you're a native of this position, you have a magnetic flair for dealing with people. You are a superb organizer who knows how to direct, manage, and control. It's true that you can be boastful, arrogant, and bombastic. 
Things will go your way. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> if things don't go your way, your fiery temper may ignite. But you have such a kind heart and sunny disposition that people usually forgive you. <laughs> You'd rather play than work, and you are determined. But you are determined to be successful. You have great enthusiasm, okay. and sometimes get so caught up in a project that you ignore everything else. Tunnel vision. Got it. Oh. People with Mercury and Leo are love with are in love with the theater and the performing arts and are happiest when they are on display. Creative fields attract you and you resent tedious work. Fair. Mercury and Virgo. This position of Mercury gives a fine analytical quality to the mind. You like to deal in facts. Before you make up your mind, you must know all sides to the question and get all the information in order to analyze it. Once you form a theory, you're pretty convinced it's truth. That's fair. That's where the earth sign comes in. Like, you're not going to. But do you think they make conspiracy theories? Probably. They're... Oh, I bet the person who created Flat Earth Theory was a Virgo. Mercury Virgo. A Virgo. Mercury Virgo. Virgo Mercury. That's what I meant. Same thing. Fucking retrograde. Everything's backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you form a theory, you're quite convinced it's truth. Thenceforward. That's a word. Just in case you were wondering. Thenceforward. Mm-hmm. You expect reality to conform to your ideas rather than vice versa. This is definitely the person that created flat earth theory was definitely. If, yeah. Conspiracy yeah. theorists have Virgo. Yeah. And Mercury. Yeah. You so can't... that's really the difference. That's what it is. Between how Mercury shows up in Virgo and how it shows up in Gemini. Conspiracy theorists. I want to find. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. You. Basically, you can't stand people who are sloppy in their thinking and you don't understand human failings. Your emotional detachment detachment makes you an excellent scientist, researcher, teacher, or reporter. I don't feel like a teacher should be should be emotionally detached, but okay. Yeah. You're quick to learn and can usually memorize long pages of material. A fault is your eagerness to take on too much work for too many projects. You wear yourself down and at times become nervous and hypercritical. But you have a superb talent for creative crafts. Creative crafts. I feel like that's a that's a little redundant, but okay. So I don't know Teresa's whole chart, but yeah. After listening to those two, I'm gonna say that her Mercury is definitely in Leo, her sun sign. I think it's actually Virgo. What? I think her. I think her Mercury is a Virgo. I feel like she's, yeah, because she's referenced her Virgo Mercury before. Oh, that's right. She has. She has. But I definitely like, see, oh, I wonder times. if it's yes. like, a, I wonder if it's like a, like on the, like right on the little line. I'm going to fucking pull Maybe up her chart. I don't know. I don't. Leo shining bright. Maybe I should enhance my stalking skills and like really just get everybody's birth yeah. chart every time. Yeah. I feel, I mean, Teresa has all of them. I think she needs to share them with us. Yeah. Um, and I don't pretty think Google okay Doc. that she has all of ours saved, but we don't have hers. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. All right. We're going to have to fight her. But you have it. hers? No. Oh, I thought you had it. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't have hers, but I need to start saving oh. everybody's so that I can reference. Be like, oh, okay. All right. That tracks. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mm-hmm. feel like this is when we're really starting to become astrologers. This is when we're really diving I mean, she's been when you start stalking people. Yeah. Yeah. Getting your friends. Yeah. All right. Mercury and Libra. Mercury is the planet of rationality and Libra is the sign of balance. I feel like that makes for a pretty, pretty 
Let's, That's let's great. find out. Let's find out. Watch. She'll say Feels something nice. hateful. Yeah, she's right. going to be a bitch. <laughs> you love to make comparisons by listing all the pros and cons and looking at both sides, weighing all the factors. What you want is to make the perfect choice. Wow, let's call it out my Libra moon. Damn. All right. Even after, you've, even after you've made up your mind, however, it is indefinite. You have a wait and see attitude. You, in truth, you have fine intuitions and often know things in a flash. But then you tend to intellectualize and go off in the wrong direction. Mm. Towards other people, your attitude is gentle, sympathetic, and friendly. You don't... <laughs> Not wishing to stir up controversy. Oh, never in company. You will get. You will go along with someone else's opinion, even if you privately disagree. Mercury and Libra people do their best to do their best creative and intellectual work within a partnership. You're especially successful if you team up with a strong person who can direct you. Left alone, you may become lazy and not apply yourself with diligence. Wow. All right. Fine. Scorpio. As Mercury and Scorpio person, you are questioning and probing. Probe. Probing. <laughs> you're an alien. <laughs> Literally, you're an alien. Probing you're just questioning Uranus. everything and you're probing people's buttholes. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So Mercury and Scorpio is aliens. You must dig beneath the surface to discover the real facts. The God damn it. That do it. I was I was waiting. That's why I started. <laughs> you're this is gonna get this is gonna get worse. Okay. You're gonna you're especially drawn to things hidden. Many of you go In your into the, <laughs> Many of you go into the fields of medicine, science, religion, and the occult. To learn about buttholes. To learn about buttholes, honestly. <laughs> you're particularly suited for investigative invest yeah, investigative work because you are unflagging in your pursuit and nothing eludes your keen observation. It's even buttholes. <laughs> you take great pride in your ability to not be fooled you have a stubborn obstinate mind and you are enamored with your own ideas enamored enamored you can't budge from a point of view unless you want to be and you consider other other people's proofs to be variations of their opinions and listen to neither one nor the other okay so this could also yeah. be a conspiracy theorist yeah, absolutely. This is like these are the hot dog earth guys. The other people are the flat earthers. This is where yeah, this, I just this, like I can't with hot dog earth. I know it kills me. Ask me about my wiener. Anyway, mm. how's your wiener? How's your... <laughs> oh man, it's like a slumber party right now. Like, <laughs> we both have, it's, it's, it's late, it's definitely past our bedtimes yeah, right now. Absolutely. Like, I feel like we have the sleepy hahas. Like, this is so this is ridiculous. No one laughs at the word butthole as much as we just have. I know. Listen, butthole is a great word and people should it laugh really at is. it more. And if you don't laugh at you it, should. then Psst, shut up. Kiss my butthole. Kiss your, yeah. <laughs> kiss my anus. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're all great. I do. <laughs> Solitary work and research are better suited to your temperament than cooperative ventures. You prefer to work alone. You probably have a volatile temper and Mercury Scorpios. I feel like that sounds Scorpio Mercuries are known for their biting sarcasm when crossed or upset. I thought you were going to say are known for their biting and like hard stop. <laughs> Scorpio Mercuries are known for their biting. Watch it rabies is a thing all right you can bite your ass 
You're gonna bite your butt. <laughs> gonna bite your butt all. Yeah. You have an emotional intelligence. One. One it emotional. Says you do. You have an emotional intelligence. Just one. Just one emotional intelligence. I feel like everything she has said before that mm-hmm. contradicts yep. that one sentence. Yep. You'll fight for a cause even if it's hopeless or sacrifice your time and energies for someone you love. Yeah, that just took a turn. I feel like that was like it was going down this path and it just took a hard right. Yeah. Or left. Or backwards. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Turned. Yeah. It it went right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had a I had a I had a tom tom and tom tom. Yeah, like the GPS. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I changed it. To Cartman from South Park. South South Park? Oh. Yeah. And it would always, every time I had to make a right, it would say, turn right into Kel's mom's vagina. <laughs> really? Every time. That every was a time. thing? Yep. And now there was like Beavis and Butthead and then, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, there's all kinds of, there's the creepy guy from Family Guy. For all you young folks out there, all a Tom Tom was a navigation system we used to use before they were on our phones. Yeah. <sighs> okay all right mercury and sagittarius if you have this position of mercury you are quick and bright breezy and to the point you prize freedom of expression and cannot bear the thought of any power of censorship over what you have to say you have a restless mind and it is inquiring and always looking for a stimulation you might jump from project to project or change jobs frequently travel is involved in your work that makes sense you mm-hmm. never stop learning Yours is an ongoing lifetime education. That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, that's dead on with This is definitely the sun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or more than the sun, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You love to read, explore new ideas, and learn about other people. You're fast on your feet. You can grasp ideas instantly. But a frequent failing is your lack of concentration. You can be too blunt and outspoken. But that quality springs from Sagittarius's basic honesty. You never deliberately set out to deceive or dissemble. But if you are tactless, if you are tactless, it's because you don't think before you speak. Sometimes you find it difficult to complete a long sustained piece of work. So ADD okay. got it. Mercury mm-hmm. and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. You have a Mercury and Capricorn. You tend to be ambitious and methodical, careful, calculating and patient. You're good at handling detail. And when it comes to making decisions, you are extremely rational. Logic, the study progression from point to point, is what you put your faith in. You always have an objective. You always have a secret goal you are pursuing. Mercury Capricorn people often obtain positions of leadership because they are so dependable and have an air of authority. That one's goals. That one is probably the most, like, superpower-y one, I think. Like, you can just effectively express what you need to express, get things moving, do the things, and also got that, like boss bitch secret sauce side hustle that's secrets secret sauce secret sauce side hustle this is evident even in very small children who have mercury in this position so okay oh you can be a little dictator dictatorial i fucked that up you can be a little bit of a dick you can be a little bit of a dick life is serious Mm -hmm. and you see its dark side the redeeming trait is your dry sense of humor i do love a good dry sense of humor same i do love it aquarius Give me that dry bubble. yes yep i have a friend who definitely has to be who has a dry butthole no um he has to be a mercury and capricorn because he is like the driest 
sense of humor. It's great. I love it. Okay. Mercury and Aquarius. Oh, this indicates a fine and clever mind. You are inquisitive, accurate, and inventive. You're an excellent judge of human character. You love to analyze character and motivation. And with your finely tuned powers of observation, you are able to predict accurately how someone will react in a certain situation. Hmm. Or is it your trauma? Or is it your trauma? You also like to people watch in trains, buses, airports, and restaurants. Those specifically, nowhere else. You, you have a broad and emotionally detached outlook. Aquarius is the sign of the truth seeker, which characterizes the way your mind works. You enjoy intellectual discussions about philosophy, metaphysics, and the future of mankind. Chances are you like to read the classic writings of our great thinkers. You're suited for work in the progressive profession, science, inventions, the world of television and electronics. You may seem eccentric, for your ideas are advanced, and you also enjoy saying things that shock other people. Got him shooketh. 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 Yeah. All right. Mercury and Pisces. It's a sign of psychic revelation and mercury in this sign gives you a subtle and intuitive mind there's an intriguing air of mystery about the way you think you don't logically arrive at conclusions you seem to get flashes of knowledge or sudden feelings that they are not that are not based on previous facts or circumstances sometimes you'll make a pronouncement and afterward what you say will turn out to be true you are imaginative and creative but you tend to lack self-confidence you might appear timid or confused you have deep sympathy and understanding for the failings and follies of other people. In your opinion, everyone, including a liar, has his own truth. You have such sensitivity to your environment that you cannot work or think straight when there is anything or anyone upsetting or jarring around you. An apt image for Mercury and Pisces is the absent-minded professor. And there we have okay. it. We made it. We made it. We did it. Barely. But we did it. So... As you were just talking, I was trying to look up, like, which planets represent your sense of humor. Yeah. And I'm really, it's really not giving me much. I mean, yeah, Damn it. Mercury. What? I was really excited. Oh. I want to know what the sense is. I wanted to know where my sense of humor came from. My my charming sense of humor. Well, I have, I have, uh, <laughs> there's this Reddit. Oh God! Right okay, all right. What does Reddit have to say? But I think it's really funny. It says which house slash planet represents sense of humor or wit? And moist memes zero two four. God damn said, it! I'd say the herd third house, herd house, herd house. I'd say the third house because it's the house of communication, and then also Mercury, its ruler. Any planets in your three H third house? Okay. The sign of your Mercury, the aspects of your Mercury, and your third house ruler would all affect how someone communicates, which includes their sense of humor and their style of speech. And then, Progress Trine says, I would say, Jovile Jupiter is your man right there. Mm. And then, Cold U650 says, Absolutely no. <laughs> Jupiter is a traditional teacher who doesn't like jokes. Okay. Lies. Right. Who are you? No, yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree with you. That's I think they Jupiter, I think they got Zaddy mixed up. Yeah, with Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. They're just starting. Yeah. It's okay. Even though they posted that 103 days ago. <laughs> because oddly enough, that's something that Maybe they've listened to our podcast since then and that learned that Jupiter is can be Probably jovial. Not. Probably not. Um, you should yeah. post our podcast on there and be like, if you're curious, 
Yeah, let's just start trolling Reddit. <laughs> let's just oh. be like, how many of you have this in Mercury? And then people will respond and be like, you're a fucking conspiracy theorist. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, that'd be so funny. But I have some people saying uh, Uranus. This might be the that might be the first time I ever said it correctly on this podcast. Yeah, good job. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> this is the one time that you, this is your mm-hmm. your one chance. This is it. That's it. Once Can you miss it? That's it. But somebody did say Uranus. Mm. And there, this is Lisa yours. Dreams. Oh, yeah, yours. Um, Lisa Dreams is dreaming of Uranus. She is. I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna hit it with the with the real world word. Uh Uranus is the master at making the connection between seemingly unconnected things, the stroke of genius, and the element of surprise. Hmm. I find that super funny people often have Uranus in a strong aspect to their personal planet. The fuck are you talking about personal planet? I don't what the fuck does that's that too even advanced. Mean? We don't have Teresa here. I need to find out. I need an adult. I need an adultier adult. All right, we'll be next. We'll be back next episode. Yeah. with Teresa explaining to us what, what the fuck a personal planet, planet is. is. I'm gonna write that down right now. Yeah. Here Question number one: What the fuck is a personal planet? W T F. And why don't I have one? I a, want my own. Personal I want a personal planet. planet. I put a bunch of question marks and exclamation points. Okay, but now I'm already here looking up what it is. Oh. So your personal planets. Sorry, Teresa. Is it your chart ruler? No, it's the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. So it's like the five. This is one thing. It says they help. Oh, wait, no. That's to understand your personality. How my personal planets influence your life. Uh, Each of the 12 houses in astrology connects to a different chapter in your life, for instance. Okay, we know about that. The zodiac sign found in a certain house will fill you with a special energy. If balance-seeking Gemini is in your seventh house, for example, you'll find a lover who provides... Okay, you're dumb. Yeah, it's not helping. None of this is helping. All right, future Teresa, we need you to come through because the internet... Teresa... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be back next time. We're gonna talk about what a perch. The what personal a planet planets is. in general refers to the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Oh, so okay. it's personal planets. Well, it made it sound so like sun, I had moon. one personal planet. So, but here it says the sun, the moon, the ruler of your sun sign, the ruler of your moon sign, and the ruler of your sign. Nothing makes sense. No, none of this. I need an adult. That was very rude. I am not one. <laughs> also, I love your hair. Thank you. Thank you. I've been looking at it this whole time. It's, been, it's, in, it's out of to... control, but it's yeah. great. Yeah. You're leaning in. I'm leaning in. And it's funny because I started doing this and like I was, I washed my hair and I just let it air dry the other night and it was like wavier than normal. After I let it air dry. Yeah. I was like, huh. Here we go. Everybody needs to embrace their curls. All right. I'm going to go find a snack. It's yeah. late. It is late. Oh, I have one more thing. I have one more thing to share with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. 
do not meddle in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and good with ketchup. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My dad sent this to me. That's so funny. Finding Avalon had that outside on like a oh, flag really? or something. Uh, yeah. Or like unattended. Or, oh, they had it on a bumper sticker too. But outside they had yeah. a sign that said unattended children will be fed to a dragon. Okay. That's the fair. Dragon. Yeah. I love it. But the back witchy sticker. Ooh. What is witchy about the sticker? It's talking about a dragon dragon eating you like a French fry. Oh my god! Do you want to hear the craziest shit today? All right, absolutely. Hold on, we can we can keep recording for one second, but this is just the funniest shit. Soren, we're in the car, and I was like, I said like something that somebody was driving stupidly, and I was I was like, oh my god, Soren, dead serious. (laughs) In the back of the car, and he's like, I don't believe in god and i was like (laughs) okay he goes i believe that there is a rainbow space dragon (laughs) and he's a vegetarian he came up with this shit he's he went on and i'm just sitting there and i'm just like (laughs) okay and then his name is he, he named it space dragon Perfect. With what else would you name? With it? his, with Soren's middle name and last name. <laughs> so he's like, so he knows that he likes our family. So this, that's my son's religious belief is a rainbow space dragon, and I just merch. Listen, rainbow space dragons, merch. That's literally. I'm like, yeah, you need to write that down. I believe in rainbow space dragons. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, I believe in rainbow space our, dragons. That's, I'm that's make, our next merch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him a shirt. Uh. <laughs> I fucking can't. He was like, it just, it was. I don't believe in God. I believe in a rainbow space dragon. <laughs> okay. The thing is, I'm just thinking about all of our friends and listening to this, and, and they're, all gonna, of them they're going, gonna love it. They're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, rainbow space dragons. I wonder if, what is Soren's his Mercury was in what did I just look that up Sagittarius is that what it is right his Mercury super dry is, Mercury Capricorn. is Sagittarius just did we kidding. say that that's a conspiracy theorist because like I'm thinking that my kids is a conspiracy theorist I don't think so all right it was Virgo and Scorpio right okay I don't know about Virgo it was well, definitely Scorpio they're gonna because Scorpios are and... the ones that are like. Soren's good Scorpios in. remind me. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Scorpio in Mercury reminds me. Uh, you've seen The Last of Us. I haven't. I haven't oh. seen it. I know. I know. People keep telling me I need to watch it, and I just have. You don't even need to watch all of it. You just need to watch the third episode. Okay. Which has Ron Swanson. What's his name? Oh, I love him. Yeah. You will cry for an entire day after watching it. Oh God. Yeah. I don't, don't want to cry. I literally cried myself to sleep that night. Shit. Yeah. And like, right. that's not me. That's yeah. not either of us. Yeah. That's not how we no. roll. All right. Takes a lot to 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 make a bitch cry. Mm. Not a lot, a lot, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, it's who his character could have been if he continued being alone 
Mm. To me, that is Scorpio and Mercury. Okay. He was like a super prepper. Mm. Things along those lines. But then, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's the most magical fucking. Oh. I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it this it weekend. I'm just going to watch the third episode. I'm just going to cry. It's going to Go feel ahead. good. That's fine. All I right. believe in rainbow space dragons. I believe in rainbow space dragons. We were like, this is going to be a short episode. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> <hour and> a half. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to stop this. <laughs> I believe in rainbow space dragons and we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Say it again. I believe in rainbow space dragons. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini One Leo at gmail.com.